Welcome back to rerouting. I want to do something a little different in this intro, right? Because I feel like it's always the same. Our mantra is sharing releases shame. This week we're talking about stuff that's in the headlines um, recently. So the Washington DC temple that is being rededicated um, is in the headlines right now in the Mormon headlines and under the banner of heaven, which everyone is talking about because it's a super cool topic. So that kind of what we're going to talk about, it kind of, um, I don't know, connects with um, the temple because there's a scene in there that we're going to get into that has to do with the temple. So let's get on in it. All right. So I don't have our normal outline that is super detailed because work super detailed in four lines because (laughs) because i have a job but actually things are slowing down so i'll have time to do more research um but this week we are talking about the washington dc temple open house what they got one in dc yeah and it's actually really pretty if you click on that link it'll show you um, the renovations and things that they've done. So, but the last time that the DC temple was Ooh. open to the public was about 48 years ago, 48 years ago. That's older than you and actually really? older than me. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I'm not old. So another apostle elder, Quentin L. Cook led several United States Supreme court justices along with their law clerks and family members through the temple last week, which was April 25th of this year. Um, because, you know, D.C., Washington, D.C., that's like, you know, a lot of, uh, a, lot of politi- a lot of politics going on there, right? <laughs> There's only one temple, though. <laughs> Apparently, you can see it from the freeway, I guess, and it's really pretty. Did you pull up the pictures? So all that attended were quoted feeling peace while they were there. And I have to say, like, before I went oh, to... Because it's all white. Before I went to the temple, like actually went through the temple as like a legal temple card holding member, I went to an open house in Long Beach. They had built a temple and when before they dedicate it and open it up to actual like Mormon members, just the general public can go through and have tours and you can see like everybody. You're all going to hell. (laughs) Witness what. (laughs) You will never witness again. Right? Do you see how you sacred it is and how you're not worthy mm-hmm. to to behold it? Once it's dedicated... This is where the Bible was written. Mormons was written. believe that, um, that it's holy and that only temple recommend holders can go through. But before it's dedicated, right, by the Lord, then anybody can go through and they can go through and have tours. So you can see all of the rooms, so the celestial rooms and everything. Before it's blessed, it's not even real. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> the the Lord. It's not even kosher. He doesn't dwell there. Uh, yeah, it's not kosher. Exactly. God doesn't live here yet. So you can't see any of his belongings or a CD collection or nothing. <laughs> he hasn't moved in. <laughs> he hasn't moved in he, he doesn't have his clock radio up. He doesn't right? have his bed. You and can't his, like, his calendar. Nope. His Afghan or his, you know, duvet. Yeah. None of that shit all. is in there. Uh-uh. But then once you pray and you then invite the spirit of the Lord, again, right? Then he heathens, heathens aren't allowed. But here's the interesting thing. People lie and go to the temple 
all the time. They lie in their temple interviews and they go in. Uh. You know, I mean, yeah. How easy is it? To, to <laughs> well, they uh, they all believe you. Like all you got to do is lie. What are they gonna do? What? Yeah. What are <laughs> they gonna do? Be like liar? You're, Get out. I have the feeling that you are lying. I have the spirit of discernment because <laughs> I know that my uh, dad lied about being worthy, and mm. he went to the temple. You know, right. like they don't know. You know why they don't know? Because they're human. They don't have the spirit the of <laughs> discernment. They don't have the seer stone so they could see you through the amber glass. Yes. Like in Jurassic Park where <laughs> right. there's like the mosquito that's stuck in amber. It's like mm-hmm. suspended. <laughs> <laughs> it's all flipping you off. <laughs> Get that shit hole. The Washington, D.C. temple first opened in 1974. 74. And closed in March 2018 for a significant renovation. All right. So they were doing energy efficient mechanical stuff and electrical and lighting systems throughout. And it's 160,000 square foot structure. And it's also got new plumbing. Um, Can you imagine renovating your house like that? You know, like, hey. Do you know how much that costs? Renovate this place instead of building it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they gonna... built it back in seventies, <laughs> so obviously it's a in need of building? some updating, right? Like right uh, now, the Salt Lake Temple is going through major renovations. We went there right. what a couple years ago, twenty twenty, I think. Was we went for now? Christmas. Yeah, it was I guess what so. two years ago. We went for Christmas and we went to Temple Square, you and I, mm-hmm. and they were doing major renovations. And yeah, it was supposed to be place dug up. Yeah, it was supposed to be four years, and that was I think two years ago when they somewhere around there. And mm-hmm. so it, they're not done yet. They're like it's going to take longer. Oh, May, really? Even but do longer? you know how much something like that costs? I bet because they literally dug a hole yeah. around this uh-huh. like huge building. They're literally digging underneath the uh. temple and like installing these huge pipes and things. It's supposed to like make it earthquake proof and oh, wow. like all these things like to, to add stability. And I remember joking. Well, I was only half joking at the time. I think it was like two or three years ago. And with my sister after the general conference when they announced <laughs> that they were going to be doing a major renovation. And I told her, I said, well, at least we know that we've got because it was supposed to take four years. And I said, at least we know the second coming isn't isn't going to come for another four years. So we've got four years to get our shit together. Well, I didn't say shit, obviously, <laughs> but I was like, we got four years to, to get, get our things together, to get our stuff, to together, get our suitcases packed, because then the temple renovations will be done and can withstand the second coming. Right. Mm. <laughs> but now. Wow. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's exactly where my thought went. But now I mean, <laughs> they're saying it's going to take longer. So obviously the second coming Isn't has been be delayed. Coming, is not Jesus was like soon. was like sending a telegraph. Right. Like do 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 Start the renovations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, complications. I'll be there in eight Stop. years. <laughs> um, won't be there for another four years. Wait, hold on. Stop. I stopped at Colob. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, um, took a little longer than expected. Taking um, a low, a prolonged vacation. Stop. Talk soon. Hard stop. stop. <laughs> so, did you look at the pictures? I did. And I mean, there were very. This is on LDS Daily. First look inside it's the just renovated so temple. White. 
Well, yeah, babe, it's heaven. What did you think heaven was gonna have more color? Look like like what like accent walls or something? <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know, like red. A little bit of red. Lives there or something? I don't know. What? I wanted to watch this video because that temple looks. Everybody knows that God loves crazy, white, like white and delightsome. Wow, the systems that they have put in this temple. Wow, that temple is huge, and it's like no windows. It's just like straight concrete. Well, babe, you can't look inside the temple and see what's going on there. Right. Like you can't have people peeking in through the curtains like, outside. I'm, like that place looks like it costs so. Oh, much. Yeah. Money. Oh, it does. Like, of course it does. And, you know, it depends on what part of the world the temple is being built in, right? As to what the cost will be. But something in Washington, D.C. with that much acreage, you know, is And all expensive. of that is tax-free. Yeah. All of it's tax-free because, babe, it's for the Lord. I, well, I know, but... The Lord doesn't pay taxes. Man, I want to start a religion. <laughs> what would you call it? Tobyism. Yeah, that's lame. You're um, gonna have to work tobismal? on that. <laughs> Tobiasism. Um, so globally, Mormon temples and meeting houses. Wow, that guy looks like the guy from the movie that looks all fucking crazy. Oh, that's yeah, Elder Bednar. Oh, he doesn't he look like that guy that was giving the guy lashings? <laughs> like you get lashings. <laughs> And you will obey by the Lord. That guy is creepy. Right? The dad of yeah. the Lafferty's. Uh, yes. Uh, his name was Ammon. Ammon Lafferty. Wow. I had a friend named Ammon. Mm, Ammon and He was Aaron. Mormon, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yep. Ammon and Aaron. Does that mean anything to you? Well, Aaron, yeah. I mean, that's a religious name. Uh, I didn't know. Ammon if definitely like... is. It's from the Book of Mormon. Well, I and... know it was Ammon and Aaron. I didn't know if it was like. They're twins? <laughs> yeah. So globally, Mormon temples and meeting houses are worth an estimated $35 billion. That's billion with a B. Heard that? That was reported um, by Reuters in 2012. So 2012, right? That's not like up to date. Because the church is so um, secretive about their money and what they spend it on. So they don't post stuff for everyone to you know what i mean to like to know. see yeah so like um there was a report i got so in my email architect for the mormonisms because that one looks i mean what area of the other one it just depends on what area of the world they're working in because they try to make it fit into whatever the the like the local the culture is, yeah, the local land. That one looks like it's in like Saudi Arabia or India or something. Which one? The one in D.C. You think so? Really? It, the one in D.C. reminds me of the San Diego Temple. It's got the same kind of know. spires, kind of thing. And you're talking about those like mm, spikes to the sky? Yeah, they're spires. Oh, that's a spire. Spire. It's like a landing dock for uh, <laughs> for like the alien, alien ships. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, the Mormon Church is pretty tight-lipped about how they spend their money, but to make people feel better, they send out this like very vague report. Um, and I just got it in my email. I don't know, last week maybe. Um, it's called. So they send you a, you know, like a little email with an attachment. And the attachment is called "Caring for Those in Need." It's the 2021 annual report of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> all right, so it's got all kinds of stuff in there, like how much money they're spending um, on different projects, right? Like projects that help people around the world. What it 
doesn't say or what it doesn't cover is how much they actually make annually that's left out. So this report, I'm just going to give you a brief the report. summary, right? It's on page six, six. And it says, all right, um, so the humanitarian projects that the church were involved in in 2021 was 3,909. Now I just want you to keep in mind the billions of dollars, right? That the church is worth a hundred billion dollars or something like that. The church is worth. So here they are giving, um, we gave $3,000 giving $906 million, right? Towards humanitarian aid. So it says says expenditures. It says 906 million. Scroll down to the next page. 906 million was expected to help those in need through fast offering assistance. Uh, So not providing food. Bishops (laughs) orders for goods, humanitarian projects, including charitable relief in communities across the world, donated commodities, including church produced goods provided to communities through the banks and other, or through food banks and other agencies, donated clothing and church operations. The interesting thing about donated clothing is that the and church doesn't, apparel. it doesn't cost really anything. the church anything. I mean, maybe they've bought some things, like, but the We gave the members, donated commodities and donated clothing and donated the, everything. The church members. And <laughs> like we spent probably. money on... <laughs> The cars that we bought in order to drop that stuff off. So here's a volunteers contributed more than 6.8 million hours. That just means church members took time out of their lives to go and like volunteer somewhere. But not it has nothing leaders. to do with it has nothing to do with the church itself. You know what I mean? It's the members. But they organized it so they get credit. Right. And the whole thing, the whole there's a whole oh, sham. There's a whole thing with the church about a push being encouraging its members to be anxiously engaged. Mm. And usually it's like anxiously engaged in spreading the gospel. Right. But also you can be anxiously engaged in volunteering, right. Mm. And serving others. So, (laughs) so there's a site, a website called just serve that is sponsored by the church. So it says um, in 2021, 62,000 um, new local community volunteers registered through Just Serve. <laughs> and missionaries and member volunteers, there's 11,329. Um, 2,800 addiction recovery program meetings per week in 30 countries and 17 languages. So, you know, but that, guess what? Who, guess who that's for? It's not like um, AA, right, where it's right. open to the community. That's only for members. And and if it is open to people outside of Mormons, like they don't know about it. They don't know how to get get to this resource right. unless somebody tells them about it, right? Because everything that the church does usually, like on a local level, it's in-house. all about your yeah, it's in house. It's it's all about your members in your ward, you know. Worldwide aid. So one point seven million people helped um through clean water and sanitation projects. And again, I just wanna remind us that 
the church makes billions of dollars. Right. <laughs> okay. How how much do they make a month? I'm sorry. I'm like. Uh, I mean, like... I have some numbers here. It's a, it's a lot. So globally, Mormon temples and um, meeting houses, right, are an estimated $35 billion. Um, and like, do the, people realize how much a billion is? Yeah, I don't know. I like mean, the average person is never going to see billion dollars at one yeah, time. Yeah, but I'm just like, it's such a astronomically huge number. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Billions. Like... The th- the thing is, is like the church spends this money on temples, right? And the temple is the pinnacle, really, of Mormon of a Mormon membership. Like if you become a Mormon, the ultimate of all ultimates is for you to get worthy enough to go to the temple. That's the ultimate thing, because there you make your you know, your ultimate covenants with God. After that, like they encourage you to go to the temple over and over and over again. But it's for people who have died. After a certain point, it doesn't serve anyone who's living. Right. Do you know what I mean? And millions and millions of dollars go into temples and building temples and maintaining them and, and all of this stuff every year. And so the Salt Lake Temple, they're doing that major renovation. They don't they won't disclose the amount. In the businessinsider.com, um they asked the church how much the renovations would cost. And the church and they said, quote, "The church acknowledged the cost of the renovation will be significant, but did not disclose a specific figure." <laughs> yeah, I bet not. I <laughs> because I either. bet members would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, holy shit. And you know, members, they don't swear. But if they they found out how much. (laughs) Like, do you know how many schools or hospitals (laughs) or student loans or whatever it is, healthcare, free healthcare that we could give to to millions of people, probably? (laughs) We could could probably afford healthcare for everybody on the planet, but fuck all that noise. We ain't the chosen ones. The amount of time and amount of much, as much money as it took to dig that hole. Oh, shit. I definitely car- charge you a billion dollars to dig a hole like that. Oh, it's more. It's so much money yeah. that this renovation is costing. But they're not gonna say that. I. But I'm just saying. Like, but can I, you if imagine? You ever seen that that temple? I mean, literally. I'm sorry. Like, but you dig a hole around a building and then you raise it up and you put new pipes in it and then foundationally <laughs> just like really put a whole bottom underneath a building. Like, it's not like hold well, on, let me lift the corner of this table right. up while you wedge something so under there. This is what I learned while I was researching. The they've run into some problems with putting in those those pipes under the temple because it's supposed to make it like earthquake proof proof and all this stuff. But because of the soil that's underneath the temple, it's there's a lot of pockets of um, like rock and stuff. I can't remember the words they use, but it, it's been troublesome. And so what they have They're to do is they actually new rock. They actually have to have a person because they can't do it any other way go through the pipe chisel away (laughs) yeah by hand that's what they were saying that's why it's taking so much longer because it is a historical building and so they have to be careful right like they can't have this whole shit come tumble into the ground right yeah i'd be afraid to be that guy like (laughs) hey take this hammer go under there and you know just start so they've got it's like they're excavating like back in the old school days Yes, yeah, like crazy. that's okay. And you know how much that costs. Hey Tom, 
we're just going to use hammers. This is going to take forever. It's going to be it's totally fine. billions. You've been of training dollars. your whole life for this. Right? And the Lord has called you. Oh my goodness. The Do majority of the people working on it have to be Mormon, don't you think? Are they more Mormon more Mormon more Mormon construction workers? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. The Mormonites? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But anyway, Mormon construction companies take on something like that. Yeah. Like, okay, so having stepped away from the church and I'm looking at the temple, the purpose of the temple now, because like I said, the temple is the pinnacle of your membership. Right. You get married there and you make your most sacred covenants there. Even their doorknobs are extravagant. Everything's extravagant. It's the house of the Lord. God would be like, what the fuck did you do? What are all these bulls doing here? What the (laughs) fuck did I say about that shit? (laughs) Guess what example they would use from the Bible to justify. Like Solomon's temple was apparently extravagant and made of gold and all that shit. Right? I mean, temples in general. So if you say, oh, this is... It was supposed to be like dirt huts. Well... This is for God and not Jesus. Fuck this Jesus. is the house this of the Lord. God. So what are we going to have him do? Come in, come living in a in a grass hut? No. God would be like, what the hell? I only sleep on Egyptian cotton. <laughs> <laughs> this has got a billion threads. I'm not coming to this ghetto house. <laughs> I swear, Earth. I swear, you know. You're on my last nerve, mm-hmm. Earth. So they could be using that money, obviously, for, for other things, for people who are actually living. Because or for, that, like, people who need to eat. Because the temples, really, after you do your own, like, endowments, you go through for yourself. Every time you go back, it's for somebody who's passed on, somebody who's dead. Which So you're helping people who are dead instead of helping people who are alive. You and I, I, I think I've been watching more of the episodes of... Of under the banner of yes, heaven, right? Have. I'm ahead You're of you, but you and I watched the the part of the episode where they go into the temple. Right. <laughs> what did you think about that? <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was very surreal. I'll have to say, having gone through the temple, it was very surreal seeing people dressed in the temple garb <laughs> um, on Hulu. It was like <laughs> right. very surreal for me (laughs) like oh my goodness these people have infiltrated the church right the only time that you've been able to see shit like that is like through youtube where somebody sneaks in a a secret camera and they record the the temple ceremony Um. but here it is and obviously they don't show everything on hulu but the the costumes like the stuff that you wear when you go into the temple, that was all accurate. Wow. The women sit on one side, the men sit on another. The women wear the veils and the the aprons, and and the men have the hats with like it was all very accurate. So they have obviously consulted, I don't know, Mormons or yeah, something. Right, there's somebody to be somebody like, sewed all those costumes. How else would you? Because you can't the hats get, need to be made of panting material. <laughs> you can't get <laughs> literally. <laughs> you can't get any sort of temple clothing or temple garments or anything without a temple recommend. So they had Hollywood or whoever, Hulu, they would have had to make their own, I'm assuming. Or they got a Hollywood recommend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell me what your thoughts were about seeing, like, what did you think about the outfits they were wearing? I would, the, the, a lot of what I'm thinking is how the fuck did they get Spider-Man to do this shit? <laughs> 
Ask what I want to know. How <laughs> the fuck did they get Spider? The coolest Spider-Man of all the Spider-Mans. You think be. so? You think Andrew Garfield was the coolest Spider-Man? Fuck yeah. Like that little douchebag that they got now. A little whiny baby that's like, <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, oh, I can't do. Oh, no. I have spit. Oh, I don't want it. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty. So Spider-Man's playing a TBM. Yeah. Detective. Right. And I just want him to be like, <laughs> shut up. Mormons. Shut up. It's <laughs> You're wrong. Bullshit. <laughs> but like, so what did you think about the yeah, I, outfits? I, I thought that if anybody ever tried to put me in some shit like that, <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of my, I am a Lamanite. Don't you ever <laughs> like try to put that dumbass hat on You're not a me. Lamanite, Oh, babe. I know. I know. I'm worse than them. You're a Canaanite. Yeah, I know. I'm like the bottom <laughs> of the barrel of the night. You're a. <laughs> I'm just like the night You're night. the curse of Cain. <laughs> <laughs> and Ham. Maybe. Yeah. So, so apparently I would never be in those garments. <laughs> I would never have those. I'd have the brown ones. If you and I got married in the temple, that's what you would have to wear. You'd have to wear the yeah, hat. Yeah, but would I be? Would I make it that far toga? without them being like? Mm. I don't know. Maybe you know we don't cross culture. <laughs> I don't know. Like people lie and get in the temple all the time. I'm like assuming. I'm white. That other black guy said he was white, and everybody believed him. <laughs> Why would I lie? <laughs> Did it seem weird at all? Yeah, it seemed really weird. So, have you ever seen anything like that before? No, I haven't seen it, but I was very afraid of it. What do you mean? Yeah, I was I was thinking that, yeah, you had like these special underwear and yeah. So, you knew about Mormon garments? I didn't know what they looked like. But you knew that Mormons wore some sort of garment or something? I... Jewish people? Do Jewish people wear? Oh, uh, from what I hear, I don't know either. Do they wear undergarments? I just was guessing. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, guessing. You have no idea. I, I haven't. I haven't the clue. I like. I knew about them, but there were like you know, like all my Mormon friends were like all like secretive about their shit. Okay, so they never talked about garments or anything. No. <laughs> now, now I look back, I'm like, man, were they wearing their garments in school and shit? No, 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 okay. no, no. The the time that you usually get go through the temple is when you get your garments is usually when you're going on a mission or you're getting married. Hmm. So high school kids usually don't yeah. wear garments. No. In general, when you go on a mission or you get married, then you get your first pair of garments. So yeah, your high school friends probably weren't wearing them. It's, yeah, it seems really strange. <laughs> right? Well, and here's the thing. As a Mormon, you don't know what you're walking into. You have no idea Apparently, because yeah. it's very, it's sacred. Is so what my when mom they put the me. oils on you. Okay, so that, yeah, like, so okay. in the in the show, she they show very briefly what's called an initiatory, and they don't do it like that anymore because apparently there was a lot of complaints, or I don't know, I don't I know. Bet. It was before I went I through. Like, can you keep stroking? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Can you keep doing that? So apparently, <laughs> before like the before the nineties, maybe or mid nineties, they did an initiatory, which was I guess they put oils or they would bless you and put oils on certain parts of your body. So 
So when you get garments, there are symbols on your garments. So, (laughs) and they each mean something. And so apparently, and it wasn't like this when I went through, because I went through in the 2000s and they had changed everything already. But before that, um, they would actually touch your body. Your nipples. I don't know. But they would touch your body, like your bare body, right? Um, With oil and like bless you. When you sneezed. (laughs) Yeah. And then you would get your garments. So when I went through, it was all symbolic. They wouldn't touch you. It was all outside of, you know, like in the air, outside Mm. of your garment. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. And it just seemed like it was, it was kind of like, like when, you know, you do the cross in Catholicism, like, like that. It was kind of like that. It was almost like, what just happened? (laughs) You know, like it wasn't very, um, it, obvious it wasn't very obvious so i was like oh okay and it wasn't invasive at all like i didn't feel violated at all because it was all in the air in front of me it wasn't like nobody touched my body this isn't bad yeah everybody says being mormon's horrible yeah so but but you don't know anything you you learn everything when you go so you have no idea what you're getting into and the interesting thing is okay so you go in you're wearing your garb right your your stuff that they give you you buy it but you don't really you know what it's for, for. It yeah you pay for it yeah, and, they, it. <laughs> and they don't it's like taekwondo like hey um you... yeah you're, you're ready for your next belt <laughs> let me go ahead and uh let me get you in te- Good job. Yay. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you have no idea what you're getting into. And I didn't even think about this until I actually left the church, how manipulative it is. But so you go in and you're told, like, everything's sacred. So you can't talk about it outside of the temple. So you go in. Yeah. I didn't touch you there. <laughs> and, and you don't know what covenants you're making. You don't know what promises you're making until you actually get in there. But they do give you an opportunity to back out, but it's before you make any covenants, right? You come in, you get your, your like temple clothes on and it's just like a white dress for women. And for men, it's like the hat and then the shirt and pants. Everything's white. Everyone's dressed in white. So as a, as a woman, you just have your white dress on and then you have like a a little packet that has like the veil and the little apron that you see in the show. (laughs) And like, there's a sash, it looks like a toga almost, but it's a sash. Like I changed and, my mind. I don't want to wear this. And all of that is in your bag. And you don't really know what it's for, right? You just have it with you. You're going to need this later. Okay, why am I going to need this later? Oh, you'll find out. They'll tell you exactly when what to do. you take all your clothes off and <laughs> put these on. And we rub your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go into this room and you have your little packet of mysterious clothing that what you're going to figure out. doing in here? What, <laughs> what to do with. And you sit down with all the other women and the men are on the other side. So then they tell you at that point, like if anybody naked (laughs) Mormon orgy orgasmo, come on in. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So they tell you at that point, if anybody wants to back out now, I mean, obviously this isn't the words that they use, but I can't remember the words. It's like, if anyone, you know, would like to leave, please raise your hand now. Right. And you're in a room sometimes filled with a lot of people. 
right? And you're going to be the one who raises your hand. You don't even know what you're getting into at this point. You've just changed your clothes into like your white dress and you have your envelope of, they call it an envelope, but it's just like a packet of clothes that you don't know what it's for. And you're just sitting there like wondering, okay, what's next? And then they say, okay, if you don't want to make these covenants and you don't know what they are, then go ahead and stand up and let us know. We're like, wow. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. (laughs) I kind of want to see this through. I kind of don't want to die today. I've never seen anybody (laughs) come out of this meeting before. I also don't want to raise my hand and be the only one who's like, yeah, I'm out. (laughs) Especially if all your family is there. Let's say you're getting ready to get married, right? You've got to go through the temple first before you get married. And your whole family's there like supporting you because you're going to get married. This is what's expected of you. I just do not. I've never been in a meeting, in a temple meeting, where someone has stood up and been like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, that's me. No, this isn't for me. Because you haven't even done anything yet. Nothing weird has happened. You're just there Very with your strangely there yeah you're just like okay what's Very next awkward not allowed to talk to anybody and you hushed whispers right so so then they're like okay like court <laughs> yeah so then they're like okay you know um let's move forward if nobody wants to back out now because it's like i don't even know what i would be backing out of like, what are you like i'll raise my hand i'll be like i have a question well and you get to this point because you've gone through your interview with your bishop and you're like, yeah, I believe the church is true. And I believe, you know, Joseph Smith was a prophet and I have a testimony of, you know, Jesus and I'm not sleeping around and I'm following the word of wisdom. You know, you go through the temple recommend. So it's like, okay, you know, this seems fairly normal. Um, so then they get into the real, like, so then you watch a movie and it's the same movie every time you go to the temple. It's about Adam and Eve. <laughs> And, you know, and then they go through this. Adam and Eve were born in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> you go through this whole. So that's they populated the outfit. The entire planet. The outfit that you have in your in your packet, you there are certain parts of the video and then they tell you, OK, now put this on. And, and it's like reenacting. You're like Adam and Eve. You kind of react, uh, reenact the whole scenario. OK, now we're going like to put on our Everybody starts apron. off naked. Well, then we put the leaf on but you put on the apron made of leaves you know as part of the story and then they show more video and then it's like oh now we got to put on you know the toga or whatever the (laughs) i can't think of what it's called the The the, sash the sash yeah (laughs) how did you know because i'm secretly mormon the sash (laughs) and then you know and then at one point during the video, Everybody you have to take everything off, like not everything, but you take off the apron and the sash and the veil, and then you put it back on because it's all symbolic. You put, you even take your shoes off and then you put them back on. It's all symbolic of like starting anew or something. Better have your toenails done. <laughs> so, but you don't know any of this stuff. It's all, you're just like learning it as you go because nobody talks about it. Right. And so it's kind of now. I feel like, gosh, that's so manipulative to just throw you into like completely How naive. How long does it take? Each session is at least an hour, an hour and a half. Okay, that's not bad. But so I interesting. Mean, it's bad, but it's so not it's as interesting bad as I was thinking because, it was. Uh, one of my nieces, so when we went through for my son before his mission, a, a lot of my family was there. It was kind of cool. Like the at the very end of everything, you go through what's called the veil 
and you go into the celestial room, which is the last room that you go in before you leave the temple. And it, you can sit there and you can, it's very peaceful. It's all white. It's usually decorated really beautifully. It's very quiet. Everybody whispers and you can sit in there and pray or contemplate or just sit there and be quiet. You know, it is nice. It's like a very Zen. That was probably one of my favorite parts, you know, where you just sit there and just kind of meditate. Yeah. Meditate. Um, so when your family, when you go through like with, with my son, like everybody was waiting for him, you know, on the other side. So it was kind of cool. Like he came through and all the family, we were all waiting there. And it was funny because one of my nieces was like, you know, the first time I went through, um, there's a promise that you make that you will give all your time, talents and everything like a covenant that you make with God that you will give everything to not God, but the church. It's a very specific language. Like you covenant to give everything that you, your time, your talents, your money, everything to the church. And, and like and you, we give it to God. Yeah. And then you're like, for you. Yeah, I'll do that. You know? And my niece was like, I thought that was super weird <laughs> the first right. time I went through. She goes, I looked around and this is where they get you, right? Like your whole family's there and everybody is like, well, everyone else has done it. It's kind of that mentality, right? Like I don't want to be the one, right? the odd man out. Like my whole family's here. They're all committing to do this thing. And she goes, I looked around and I, she was like, well, I guess, I mean, everybody else is saying yes. So I guess, you know, it's okay. It, right. I guess it must be okay to, to commit to that, to say, yeah, I'm going to give all of my time, talents and money to the church if that's what they need. And, and so she goes and then I, so I did. And at the time I was like, yeah. But then like later as when I stepped away from the church and I thought about it, I was like, no, like that's wrong. Like that's weird. Like you don't uh, yeah. manipulate people. You don't manipulate everybody. And catch them off guard. Right. Basically is what they're doing. They're catching you off guard they're giving you this false sense of, I don't know, like uh, support and security because your family is there. What support, though? They're, yeah, it's like we've set this up so that your family guilts you into it. Right? Like, there's <laughs> no, you can't say no. You can, but you can't. Do you know what right. I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's exactly what it means. So your grandma's going to be like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, I'm so right. disappointed in you. Yeah, like your mom's going to be like, what the? I didn't raise We're you all to- going to hell because of you. It's your fault. Right? And then, like you, you'd be the one to send your whole entire family yeah. to hell. <laughs> you're sending us all to the celestial kingdom broken because oh. you're not going to be there. How does that make you feel? <laughs> right? Oh, so it's just very. No pressure. There's this huge element of surprise, you know, and, and when you're in the moment, like, how can you say no to this stuff? I'm sure people have. I'm sure they have in the history of the church. I'm sure really? somebody, really? a handful of people gotten up maybe and been like, whoa, this is I don't think this is what I signed up for. I don't know. I'm wondering if anybody's like stood up before, like when you were like, does anybody want to change their minds now? Right. <laughs> like, does anybody not want to get on the roller coaster? And everybody's looking around. Because I remember, I mean, when you get to a point that you're going to go to the temple and you've committed to do that and you've gone through the interview and made all the preparations, you're already in it. Like, you're not going to probably say no. You know what I mean? So you're just like, know. I'm if in it. There, if I'm there for like 30 minutes, I'm like. <laughs> Like that would be, I would, that would be the, I would, that would be where I raised my hand and been like, how long is this going to take? Uh, excuse me. I have some questions. 
Yeah, and what what exactly what was going to happen right now is what I would ask. Um, we're all wondering what's happening now. Nobody's saying anything. I was just wondering if you could just spill that. <laughs> this for is everybody. my first time, and you wear a little name tag or whatever that's like, I'm getting my own endowment. <laughs> you know, so people know. It's kind of like, like I voted. It's kind of like when you go to it. Disneyland for the first time and Never you're been like, oh, I, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. So voting again, it's just kind of like a voting <laughs> sticker. Like I did that. Like I voted. I voted. Yeah. You also um, get a name when you go through the temple. You Kobe. get your like. Your white name. Yeah, your white name. And Kuta. Kuta they, ma- they make you think that it's um, like a special name that's specifically for you. But actually what they do is they have a name for each day of the week of the month or something. And everybody gets that name. If you show up on this day of the week of the month, then everybody who shows up on that day for their first time going through the temple. Because you only get a new name the first time you go through for yourself, you know? Right. And so you have to remember that name for your entire life. <laughs> That's how you get in. That's, That's your how you get code. in. Yes, basically. And and the stuff that you learn in the temple. there's 365 names. <laughs> and the stuff that you learn in the temple is supposed to get you into heaven, right? So you got to know the things. You say right like I know. you got to know the secret things. Handshake. The knocks and the, no, there's no <laughs> knocks. But, <laughs> but yeah, like the handshake and the, and the name and everything. The like knocks the, are not real, but the handshake is the real. The handshake's okay. real. <laughs> all right. Apparently, it's all based on the Mason. You oh, know, yeah. The Mason yes. stuff. We don't yeah. know anything about them either. So. so um, if you're part of the Mason religion. The Ma- <laughs> let us know. Right. So the the other thing that they don't, they don't do anymore in the temple that I've heard and that they showed in the um under the banner of heaven is the blood oath that the the people the characters in the show do so they mimic slitting their own throats um so in today's well the last time i went which was like can't do that shit anymore three or four years ago yeah they they got rid of culture They used to do that up until like I think the 90s where they would mimic like slitting their own throats if they divulged any of the secrets from the temple. But nowadays, like when I went through and it's been, like I said, I don't know, a few years. So I don't know, may have changed. I know some things have changed. But what you do is you just commit to (laughs) drinking juice instead. You commit to not divulging anything in the temple. That's just you just promise that you won't. But back in the day, pinky swear. Yeah, pinky swear. Back in the day, apparently you used to have to be like, "No, I'm gonna slit my own throat before I'll tell anybody what goes on in the temple." So apparently that was traumatic for people, and they stopped doing that. They did away with it because people want to talk about some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because suicide's bad, and according to the Bible. (laughs) But then you're gonna tell me to slit my throat? Yeah. For for free speech. That's against Merck. <laughs> America. Merck. I just, it's really interesting. I'm interested to see the next episode. The the one thing, and, and there's a lot of mixed reviews, I guess, about Under the Banner of Heaven. And I haven't read the book, but obviously I'm watching the show. Um, but I guess he makes, the, the author makes a, a direct connection with a high demand religion like Mormonism to violence where he's not 
I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but it's my understanding that a lot of people have a, a problem with him making that connection. Um, but I also feel like it, with a certain kind of person, and we've talked about this with mm-hmm. previous like Mormon murder right. episodes where they take doctrine and it takes that certain kind of person. You know, not everybody to, is that way, but right. there are some people fundamentalists or whatever where they take a certain principle of a religion yeah and they take it to the extreme and they end up murdering people which is or or not even murdering maybe they end up abusing or they end up whatever right but they end up doing bad things yeah bad things taking authority into their own hands and their Mm -hmm. own account right in accordance to the lord in the lord's name and we know and we all know that bad things have been um, accomplished bad things have been done right. in the name of God or in the name of religion, which is ridiculous. It's called the Crusades, <laughs> you know. And so, really, like I know people, some people have a hard time with this particular author um, making that connection, but I, I don't think it's far fetched. I think it's definitely within the realm oh, so of this possibility. Has a track record of that. Well, he's not a Mormon or anything, but I guess with this particular book. He does draw these conclusions that the like that Mormonism or fundamental Mormonism, um, which really have the same origins. You know, the origins aren't different. Right. They can s- plant a seed for. Ha- right. If you have hate in your heart you for murder, hate? I guess, or violence yeah. or or um, justification of. Yeah. An action. Justification or a of violence. To an yeah. Yeah, I mean and that that's the thing is like, you know, like but all any the religion wrought yeah. with violence and oppression. And then, you know, it's the you open that door for extremism. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like any religion can be taken to the extreme. Well, I, I think. think anything that you say you tell somebody is absolute fact. And you get them to believe that. Mm. You know? I mean, it's like <laughs> There, there's no testing of it. Like, this is the truth. This mm-hmm. book is the truth. And if you don't believe in it, you're damned to hell. Right. And and even though you don't say it that way, which Mormons don't, but you that's don't, but the that's, bottom line. Yeah. When I it mean, boils that is down the to the premise it. of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Right. Like, we have the one true religion. And so the this, you know, the Lafferty's, which is the main family in right, the under the banner of heaven. Kid. They've taken not mainstream Mormonism, but where Mormonism roots, right? right. Where Mormonism comes from, um, teachings of, they showed, of Joseph like, the Smith. Real people that yeah. do it. The they take parks. those and they are like, obviously, mainstream Mormonism is missing the mark. You know, it's right. not purist. I feel like they feel like they're purists, right? With uh, polygamy and the blood oath, right? There's only the blood oath is like you can. There are some sins that you have to give your life for in order to be forgiven. Right. That's the basis of the blood oath. And so they take these things. They're like, you know, suicide's okay if you do that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's suicide, but they murdered that lady and her child. Well, I'm just saying, like, has anybody ever... Is there a problem with that, like people committing suicide because they've done wrong? No, not in mainstream Mormonism, no. Okay. No, because it's taught that... Um, taking your own life is wrong, right? You're messing with God's plan. It's not your life to take. It's 
God's life. And it's, you know. Then why would they have you do a blood oath on some bullshit that they don't even want you to do? Well, that's the contradiction, right? Right. When you get down, when you really pick apart religion, like, you find these things that are contradictory. So you've got to do What are they going to do with some guys like, I committed a sin. (laughs) Fucking slit their own throat in church. Like, come on, dude. Uh, (laughs) Like. I don't know. But the the interesting thing, though, about the show is there are some things that um, that are a little like they're Hollywood or dramatic. But a lot of it is very accurate. I feel like like, you know, the 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 wording that they use, the verbiage that they use when they say a prayer, the way that they go about talking to each other, brother, hey, brother, hey, sister, you know, um, like there's a lot of the culture that I feel like is very accurate one or two things I was like eh that's not really you know that's a little extreme or whatever but a little butt grab was not in the what I don't know (laughs) but for the most part I feel like they did a good job depicting like a 1980s you know Mormon family when he when the main character the detective right Andrew Garfield yeah he starts having questions because of things that the husband of the murder victim brings up he goes to his bishop and the bishop is like don't worry about it it has nothing to do with you what I like to do which is I feel like accurate what I like to do is I like to put these questions on a shelf and leave them there they're not for you to worry about you just you know keep moving forward and do what you're supposed to do and that's the that's Here, take this pill <laughs> swallow it let me see your tongue all right lift up your tongue now, take another drink all right there's a little swig of this there you go let yeah. me see your tongue again all right now <laughs> yeah. i trust you I, I don't i don't feel like that's far-fetched at all that's uh, really what they encourage you to do hey only do only read only look at only entertain things that are approved by the church. Don't worry about the other stuff. That's not, you know, that's not for your pretty little head that to worry sounds about. sounds like you're watching state TV. <laughs> right? And only state TV. Because no. that is the only thing I'm allowed. If you are watching anything else, then you will be arrested. Okay? You will be arrested. You will be arrested. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, like stepping away and looking at it, it and, and seeing it on TV, it's just really surreal to see it on Hulu. But seeing it on TV... I'm like, yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, now I can see how that sounds. You know, now right. I can see how that looks. Or, But when you're in it, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to have a... Biased a pers- opinion? An unbiased... Unbi- yeah, that's the words. Yeah, unbiased like an opinion. unbiased opinion of your own beliefs. When you have a God right on your side and the truth on your side it's right. hard to step back and be like and see any other perspective are you familiar with warren jeffs he is a polygamist he ran the like flds and he went to jail because he was marrying underage girls oh, wow. yeah polygamy they were practicing polygamy and some of his wives were underage or he was giving men underage girls to marry because that was part of their religion anyway so he went to jail but his followers still believe that he was a prophet yeah and and it's on i think it was on netflix it was like cults and something i don't know but they were you know 
they talked about other religions, right. like fundamental religions, but the FLDS was on there. And she, they go into her, this woman's house, right? That's a member. And she's very much a staunch member. She believes that Warren Jeffs is the prophet. And on her wall is all of these, all of the prophets. And some of them are the same as the Mormon prophet, the early ones. Right. And then at one point they like veer off because we stop practice mainstream Mormonism stops practicing polygamy. And so then they have another prophet, a different prophet, but they still prophets all on the wall, pictures of them. They worship them. And I'm like, that is, it was just so surreal to me because mainstream Mormons love to have the prophet and his counselors and stuff on their wall. Right. And so it's not like it was very far off. Wow. Right. But the similar, the parallels. And when I was in it, I wouldn't see it. But then when I had stepped back, I was like, okay, this is really close to how, like, to mainstream Mormonism. Like, it just was, I don't know, it just hit me weird. Like, okay, so is that what people outside of the church see church members as? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I walked into your house the first time, I was like, oh. Because they were doing related to Jesus mm. <laughs> in so many ways. You know I'm related to Jesus, babe. Ooh, not me. I'm a Lamanite. Yeah, anyway. Actually, Canaanite. You're not a Lamanite. You're a Hamanite. No, I don't know. <laughs> I hate a knight. It's been a lot of processing still. I mean, even after years of not going to church and kind of like considering myself not Mormon, there's I still will be hit with things. That I'll have to like a process and I'll have to, you know, think about critically like this show. It feels like a very much a never ending process of uh, deconstructing. And But even now I struggle with having an objective perspective because my knee jerk reaction, my my go to my fallback is to believe like, oh, you know, well, that's how it is. That's God's way or whatever. <laughs> Even though I don't necessarily believe in God anymore. Right. I'm more apt to to believe in, um, in I don't know, whatever it is they're telling you. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird. I, yeah, it's like you have to be groomed uh-huh. from early age. Because it's like, you know, how do you come from another place? And then just accepting that. Like, you have to be a certain kind of personality to accept that without being raised in it, mm. you know? Um, but like that, that's, that's the thing is like, if somebody can't answer my questions, then but it, and I, I get that. But when you have a Trump card of the answers come straight from God. So that's kind of ends the questions. You know what I mean? Like we have a prophet and he gets everything from God. So, so why question? You don't ever do that and be like, all right, God, if you're real. No. Make this happen. Because I felt like Give that would sign. be, I felt like that asking for a sign would be like sacrilegious. It would be wrong. Uh, you know. Really? I shouldn't. Yeah. It, who am I to, to test God? I'm a nobody. I just need to have faith. But God's supposed to like be your dad. <laughs> like Right. But you also you have to have faith. Yeah, you know, faith is like that catch all almost. Right. You know what I mean? It's that loophole. <laughs> yeah, that lo- that religious loophole you, that allows them. Do you them. not have faith? That's why. Yeah. Uh. Exactly. Like it's a perfect, it's a perfect 
scenario or whatever. Hmm. I know. I know. But here we are. Here we are with the podcast deconstructing. It's time to wrap it up. Wrap that shit up. I don't up. think I said that last week. What? I know. We missed the opportunity. What? Wrap it up. Safe sex. No kids. No, no STDs. Thanks for hanging out with us, though, and coming along with the deconstruction. And I'm dragging you along with me. (laughs) I'm dragging you along. So um, check us out on Instagram at rrouting2021. And send us an email. rrouting2021 at gmail.com. And I'm working on our website. So, like, you could... It's free through like WordPress and I think what I'd like to do is you can go on and listen to an episode and then make comments about the specific episode on the website so we'll see I'm working on it I mean I do have a a actual job so this is not my actual job but summer's coming and I think I'll be able to get it up and going so maybe maybe it'll be something good we'll see it's all an experiment isn't it we will see you next week Bye-bye, Ernara. <laughs> Bye.